0: You're listening to the Pennant Perception Podcast, where we drive discussions about the Cugs and Gears that run a selective high school in New South Wales. In today's episode, we will hear from three of our senior students, Diksha, Shriya, and Shafa, from Year 11, along with our special guests for this episode, Miss Richardson and Miss Migalev, who are the Stage 6 academic advisors. They work very closely with the students of Year 11 and 12 in their HSE journey. They are more than ready to answer our questions on the tricky transition between junior and senior school and give advice to students in year 9 about what to expect for next year.
1: It's a busy time for pendant seniors. With their next assessment block rolling up, subject entrance exams taking place, and a whole lot of revision for half-yearlies, what better time to talk about what transitioning into this space looks like? We're here to learn about the differences in people's experiences, learn good habits, and find out, honestly, if having their own study rooms is worth the amount of exams and vaults teeth.
0: It's not that type of senior. <laughs> so... Uh, to our year 11 students, what are some expectations that you guys had about being a senior?
2: There's a lot more importance that you have to pay attention to um, skills and study habits, like time management, um, organising a set study schedule. Um, a struggle that you could have as a senior could be the workload, um,
3: along with leadership positions such as like peer 4 or like prefect.
1: What's your favourite privilege that comes with being a senior?
2: In all honesty... I was really excited to finally be able to use the senior study spaces in the library. I remember thinking how cool they looked, and I really just wanted to like use them. so G-
0: going from year nine to year 10, I think what I was most excited for was like the white shirts because I thought they looked better than the blue shirts.
3: Um, the white shirts kind of made you feel superior to everyone else Yeah, and I feel the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that maybe like you know, you would get more respect from the juniors, but that didn't change so
1: did you not like try to use you being a senior like against the kids?
3: I definitely did and it just didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So teachers and students,
0: you guys can both enter this, but what are some of the biggest changes between this year and last year?
4: Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about the changes from year 10 into year 11 more specifically. Um, So I think that Students get really, really excited when they're moving into year 11 and 12, you know, they're about to start stage six, they can really see that they're on the edge of where their education is going to take them and there's some really big important decisions that are going to be made over the next couple of years Um, and with those big decisions actually come some pretty awesome um, feelings of, you know, independence that students get as well. And I think that is best reflected in the subject choices that students have. So being able to select a pattern of study that is crafted around your lifelong goals, the things that you have been working towards, um, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, being able to pick those subjects as things that are really, really interesting for you um, is something that can really guarantee your happiness. Not only your success, but your happiness too over the next couple of years. Um, So I think that that's a really big change. Um, You're not being told necessarily what you have to study. Um, You get more flexibility with your subject choices and that can lead to um, a much happier experience at school and a greater satisfaction, I suppose, with the way that you approach your studies.
5: Um, Another big thing transitioning from year 10 to 11 and even 11 to 12 um, is the structure of the wellbeing session. So Uh, Miss Mikulof and I, we meet year 12, um, starting term four, every week. So on Wednesday afternoons, instead of going to sport, um, we have targeted sessions and we get uh, feedback from students in regards to what that time they would like to to spend that on. Um, So most of the time we've got three weeks around study groups. We're really trying to encourage students to work together, um, help each other in areas that, that maybe they need a little bit of support and then um, we try to also include uh, um, some fun activities. So, at the moment, Year 12 are practising for their multicultural dance. Um, we also do some activities in regards to get them to move. So, if that's playing a few little like, games here and there for 10 minutes. Um, and then also in the, the last few terms, we have got students to do some just dance. So, get them you know, physically moving um, and take a little bit of a break from the serious time that we're using in those sessions as well. Um, and then the the academic prefects have also been um, really wonderful in helping us with the trivia. So um, I think it was in term four we did that um, and it was based around the, the subjects that they were, um, the topics that they were doing at that time. So um, we try to do a range of different activities in those well-being sessions. So definitely more so than, you know, what you're doing in the junior years. It, it's more targeted to... Um, the year 12 and the pressure at that time
3: so from year 10 to year 11 it was kind of different because you didn't have electives anymore so you kind of had to focus in all of your classes instead of having you know like three subjects where you could kind of lay back you had to like put in like your full effort for like every single subject so it's a little bit like tiring okay teachers what skills do you think are especially
1: important in your last three years of high school
5: um I think a big thing is organization so Um, Trying to have some kind of routine in regards to, you know, if it's a study timetable, to be as proactive as possible. Um, You know, plans sometimes fail, but at least you've got that kind of outlook as to the next few weeks in preparation for your assessment tasks, um, what you're hoping to achieve and you're breaking it down into kind of Mm -hmm.
4: reasonable chunks. So I think organisation is really important in the senior years. I definitely agree with organisation and I'm going to look at it from a little bit of a different angle. I'm going to call it self-regulation. And I think that students who are able to self-regulate do the best in the HSC. And I think that looks a little bit different for different people. But I suppose what I'm trying to get at here is that based on the people and the students that we have seen just totally excel over the last few years um, and all the time that we've been teaching HSC um, level courses, it's not necessarily the most gifted student that does the best Um, over the course of the year uh, and does the best in their ATAR, does their best as an all-rounder. It's the students who are able to actually self-regulate and are able to, um, you know, balance their time, balance their emotions, know when it's time to switch the phone off and turn the, put the phone away before you start preparing. Know that um, it's, a, it's a very slow crawl to the finish line. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. They know that, you know, their coursework, the day-to-day, all of that stuff counts. They can kind of regulate the importance of that. And they're not that last minute person who's, you know, up late at night, the night before trying to turn things in. There's some guilty faces around me now. <laughs> um, but being able to self-regulate, I think, is something that's really important. And just knowing knowing that the end, um, the journey will really be worth it. Uh, so you should look after yourself along the way to avoid the stress as much as possible.
5: Definitely, balance is something I think students really um, struggle with. So that kind of taking care of their own health, um, spending time with family and friends, and also, I mean, a lot of work, preparation for assessments and homework. Um, so that self-regulation—if if that's something that they're working on earlier, um, trying to create good habits—you know—in the junior years, it's going to make li- their life a lot easier when they transition to the senior grades.
1: And also, just adding to that, so Year
5: 10, we had
1: our like elevate session thing like last week. So, for everyone here, do you think that like a study strategy or like a weekly planner is a good idea and like effective?
3: Definitely. Like, you need to know what you're doing before you actually do it. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and like, you know, contemplate what am I supposed to do? You need to have your priorities set before so that you can get more work done as well.
4: I agree. I think it's effective if it's reasonable, though. Like, I feel like it depends on how um, achievable, how targeted you're being with your um, study timetable. If you've implemented a study timetable and you can only um, complete it, you know, for a couple of days and then you're noticing that it doesn't work because you've overcommitted, um, then I think you need to look at it again. So, there's no point in trying to put four hours of study every single day um, during the week if you're not going to, to be able to commit to that. You need to be able to make it realistic and make it um, achievable.
0: So talking about like setting like a schedule and a timetable, so year 11s, what does your school routine look like, like currently? Be honest, because we're all here just to have a little talk about how we can study better. Um, so I come back home from school. I take an hour to like kind of take a break, shower, and start prepping to study. And then I start studying at around like 6 and I go until like 8.30 and then I have dinner and then I go from like 9 to like 10 and then I get ready for bed because I can't go any more than that.
2: I don't exactly have like a day-to-day set schedule timetable for like when I start studying, when I finish studying. It depends when I have like other commitments like tutoring or like extracurricular activities so that changes day-to-day. In general though, I have been trying to sleep earlier but now that exam block has shown up that's kind of gone out the window in all honesty. Um, I feel like once you come into senior years you do realize the importance like of establishing a study timetable and a set study routine. Like all the teachers tell you in junior years but like you kind of brush it off until you reach senior years and then it becomes a really useful. Like I personally like ticking off check boxes so I make a list of all my tasks that I have to get done and then ticking it off once I finish it is like a sense of satisfaction for me. Yeah, Yeah, it's nice. Uh, Talking about like how you spend time
0: for like your study and then your extracurriculars, some people say that it's like hard to balance your extracurriculars with your study. So do you think that still having extracurriculars in year 11 is worth it?
3: Um, You definitely need to be able to um, have time to yourself and stuff that you can enjoy. I know personally I had a sport that I did And I dropped it when I got into year 10 and I really regret doing that because that was like my time with my friends where I could like go outside and it was like a specific time that I had and now I don't have that anymore and I'm like kind of like lost in this study schedule. But like with that, do you
1: think, well, like when do you draw the line or like how do you weigh the pros and cons between staying in that sport and continuing with school?
3: Honestly, it depends on how much time you allocate to it. If it's like, if it's taking a lot of time out of your week, you shouldn't do it or like you should find like a substitute for it. But like if it's like an hour or two hours a week, it should
1: be fine. With mental health being a very important thing in everybody's life right now, do you guys ever feel like anxious or nervous about senior school and all your tests? And if you do, how do you cope?
0: Definitely like during exam block, I feel very anxious for all the exams and um, the way I cope, I never, like, cram the night before because that I find that just stresses me out a lot more. So usually I just like to read a book or take some deep breaths right before the exam and talk to my friends, not about, like, the exam, but other stuff.
1: Yeah, do you think it's, like, annoying? Like, you go, like, you finish an exam and then everybody's there at the side and, like, oh, my God, what did you get for, like, question 23 or whatever?
3: Kind of frustrating because, like, after the exam, I just want to forget, like, it ever happened. Yeah, I have the same thing because, like... I like sometimes I forget like the questions on the exam and then when people ask you like what did you get for this specific question you're like which question was that exactly like I always forget because the second I walk like out of the hall I'm like I'm done that's it yeah
4: um teachers what is your best advice for senior students I think that one of my best pieces of advice would be to really make connections um with the people around you and to know who's on your team and have as many people on your team as possible. And I'm not just talking about your friends and your peers. I'm also talking about um, your teachers and the support networks that you have at school. Um, So for example, at our school, we have this amazing wellbeing team where we have our academic advisors, our year advisors, our careers advisors, our counsellors and psychologists. Um, You know, we can also tap into our deputies when we need them. So there's so many amazing supports available to you. Um, I would really encourage students to use them um, and to not underestimate the power of collegiality. Um, when a year group works together, they do so well as a cohort. Everyone in the cohort can basically bring each other up and lift each other. So I'd really say that those cohorts that have done really well overall have had such a fantastic sense of collaboration and collegiality amongst them, which is something that um, we try to foster in our study groups, like Mrs. Richardson mentioned before. Um, um, but basically, knowing that you should be moving beyond your friendship groups, you should be talking to everyone in your year because you never know when you're going to need the advice of um, some of your peers who may be really um, specialists in some certain subject areas, for example. Um, and then you can also offer that guidance and that feedback to them um, when they need help too.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess I kind of get that as well. for um, teachers, last question for you guys. Do you guys prefer teaching junior years or senior years?
5: Don't know if we're allowed to answer
0: that. No. it's Everything here
5: stays yeah. here, and also to <laughs> the
4: everything public, stays, but, yeah. oh.
5: <laughs> to everyone on Spotify. I, I think when you you see the seniors, um, you know, a lot more than you do the juniors. That that helps build those kind of relationships over those two really stressful years. Um, and it, it it is really nice to see, especially when you've been at a school for a while and you see students that you possibly taught in your seven, you taught them in your nine. And then now, you know, they're doing year 11 and 12. That's really rewarding to see that. Um, But at the same time, sometimes it's really lovely with the enthusiasm that year 7 have, Um, especially when I go from like a year 7 geography class and then I have my year 12 business studies class. There's definitely um, differences in, I think, their enthusiasm. So sometimes it's nice (laughs) to have a little bit of a balance.
4: Um, yes I was going to say something similar Um, and I also think that I like that the juniors um, are less uh, they're less likely to challenge you on certain (laughs) things I suppose that's a professional way to put it Um, whereas our seniors like to challenge their teachers on some certain elements I suppose of content which also makes for some really awesome discussions in the class too Um, but the best thing I'll, I'll The best thing overall is when you get to see someone grow from junior years into senior years. Um, because there's nothing I know it sounds a bit you know but there's there's nothing more beautiful than mm. watching someone grow up I guess and that's one of the gifts that teachers get every single day it's true it's true um, and it's so beautiful watching people you know kind of move into adulthood and just see you know all these things that these little year sevens are capable of like I remember when Theo was in year seven. <laughs> Oh my
3: god no, no you don't
4: you don't actually <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and look at her now she's amazing she's doing the podcast yeah nothing changed <laughs> Yeah, mm. still amazing um it is it's it's a beautiful journey so I'll say Aww. there's nothing um yeah there's yeah. not one, one's not better <laughs> than the other yeah, we like worse. to look at the whole picture <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: students would you prefer senior years or junior years junior years uh if we're talking <laughs> academically 100 percent junior years but if we're talking about like overall like say relationship with teachers respect from other students everything um privileges that we get or opportunities we get offered at school then definitely senior years if we go back to the previous questions i definitely enjoy my senior years more because i've had time to bond with all my teachers and it's less of like a entirely professional relationship and i'm more like friends with them like i can approach them with stuff about school or like just talk to them in general casually. And that really helps like school environment.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for like coming here and speaking with us. I think I've learned a lot today. Mm
2: I'm true that I learned that I
1: really miss you, (laughs) Miss (laughs) McAuliffe.
0: So yeah, so that's it for today's episode of Dependent Perception. We hope you enjoyed the inspiring words of your community and culture. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared their experiences and words. That about wraps up our discussion today. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the multimedia leaders. To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at The Penrith Perception for more news and upcoming stories. This podcast was recorded on Darug Land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Manasvi Salaka and Yashika Saravanan. Executive produced by Holly Kurikos and Dimitris Skardanas. Produced by Diane Kaslangen, Tamina Manchandia, Abhi Tama. Scripted by Srikar Krumpella, Amanya Valiveti, Shamila Faisal and Marlena Hanna. Graphic design by Jai Zhu. Music composed by Preetam Telugu.